Hi friends, it's Alana here from Writer's Chat and I am launching something new in this space. On Chicken House Press, I have a business blog and in that space, I share a monthly post where I just tell a story from my life. It goes out in a monthly newsletter called First Fridays, Stories from a Good Old Bird. And I am that good old bird. So I thought it might be fun to share those stories on this platform as well. It'll be short little posts that will come the first Friday of every month. And it's just a new way for you to get to know me a little better and understand if you would actually want to participate in a publishing project with me at Chicken House Press. So without further ado, I am going to present you with a first Friday story. We were in Toronto visiting the ROM, that's the Royal Ontario Museum, wanting to avoid downtown traffic and the expensive nightmare of parking in Toronto. If you know, you know. We parked at Kipling and bought a two-way subway pass. We were a group of six. My husband and I, our three children, and the girlfriend of our eldest who was visiting us from Florida. We all live country lives and are comfortable with the slow nature of small town living. It's a thrill to visit the city, but everything moves a little faster. And if you're not careful, it can leave you spinning. We did just fine on our way to the museum. I suppose that made us cocky. When we slipped through the subway car doors to get back to our vehicle, it was with the farm strong confidence of rural warriors. Oh my goodness, rural is the worst word to say. (laughs) So we all sat. I looked up at the map that lights up the station names. Wait, I said, is this the green line? Yellow, a young Asian woman said kindly. We need green, I announced. So we all stood and moved back towards the doors. The closing chime had already started. It is that distinct three-note Toronto anthem that keeps everyone on schedule. G-C-E. My son slipped out onto the platform. The doors closed. The train pulled away with five of us still inside. We were going the wrong direction, leaving one of our own behind. I have a vivid memory of leaving my middle child with his kindergarten teacher. It was his second day of school and he was over it. The pain written across his face as she held him in her arms so I could escape the gated play yard and get to work is a look that is forever seared into my mind. His mouth wide open, his sobs so wrenching he couldn't even make a sound, his little fingers straining for me as I abandoned him. This is what I thought of as I stared through the glass at my other son on that day in the subway, his eyes wide as he understood we were being pulled away from him. So stations are only minutes apart on the Toronto line. We were able to disembark at the next stop, navigate stairs and passageways to get to the other side, catch a new train back the direction we came from, navigate more passages and stairs to get back to the side where we left him on, where we found him sitting on a bench. 
The Tim Hortons hot chocolate that he got when we left the museum was still warm. We'd barely been separated more than 15 minutes. Were you worried? I asked him. No, he said. I knew you'd come back for me. I'm Xander, Alana's son, who she abandoned in the Toronto subway. Okay, I want you to talk to me about the day we were in Toronto and you got off the subway and we kept going. Oh. What did that feel like? It was a little scary. It was kind of a silly situation because we all realized we were getting on the wrong train. I thought, oh, we'll just get on to the next one. So I got off, but then the doors all closed and you guys zipped away. And I figured, oh, they'll just get the next one, come back. And it was fine. But I didn't know what to do. So I just kind of sat on the floor in the subway station and played a game on my phone while I waited. You sat on the floor? Yeah, I sat on the ground and just played a game on my phone. And then once you guys came back, it was fine. It was a little spooky at first, but I realized that I shouldn't go anywhere. Smart. And But since I was in the subway, I didn't have service, so I couldn't communicate. So I just had to telepathically let you know that I was going to stay here and you were going to rescue me. And I got that message. Yeah, you did. And yeah. it worked out to be fine and it was all good. Did anyone speak to you while no. you were there? No, absolutely no they people. just assumed that you belonged. Yeah. And how did you feel when you saw us approaching? Did you see us approaching? Um, I think I did because I was kind of watching every, every bit of motion to figure out when you guys were going to get there. Mm-hmm. It didn't take too long, so I didn't have a lot of time to get anxious. Like, if 10 minutes went by and you still weren't there, I think it would have been a lot worse, but it was a pretty quick turnaround. Mm. Do you think it was less than 10 minutes? I thought so. Okay, good. It might have been. I don't know. I don't... It didn't feel very long. I just thought, oh, they'll just get the next one and I'll play my silly little game. Good. So what lesson did you learn from that experience? Um, it's better to make the wrong decision with the group than the right decision alone. <laughs> Again? <laughs> it's better to make the wrong decision with the group than the right decision alone. Oh, I get it. You guys were on the wrong train, and I knew this is the wrong train. Getting off is the right thing to do. But it, you should have stayed with Yeah, us but I should have stayed wrong with... Altogether. Yeah, that's right. That's a magical piece of advice. Yeah. And possibly horribly destructive <laughs> for people. Yeah, I don't think it's good advice in everyday life, but it would have okay. helped me there. Okay. All right, well, thank you for sharing yeah, your experience. Navigating the world of publishing can be a lot like navigating a subway system. What looks straightforward on a map doesn't show you the tunnels or the broken tile where you might trip or the spot where the bulbs are burned out. It keeps quiet about the sticky turnstiles and the board gatekeepers. Once, while taking the New York subway to the West Village, I had to step over human waste. Yuck. None of the brochures warned me about that either. The system is a mess. A fascinating, beautiful, terrifying mess with potential for both great success and great heartbreak. What sets Chicken House Press apart is that I won't shy away from walking those trenches with you. In fact... I will lay my own coat down on the path so you don't have to see the mess on the way to where you're going. Every single project I embark on is a partnership. It's stepping onto that train together. And you know what? If you get off at the wrong stop, you just need to sit and wait. I will come back and find you.
For many, self-publishing is a fulfilling and profitable choice. So can be the pursuit of a traditional big five deal. That's wonderful. I wish nothing but success to those paths. But for many more, they're full stop in front of those subway cars, watching them open and close, afraid to get on because the uncomfortableness of the unknown is much less frightening than the firm platform beneath their feet. J-C-E. So if you're tired of the same old song and you're ready to take a chance on that lifelong dream of putting a book out into the world, maybe it's time to step onto that train. Take a risk. And if this is the wrong station, we can find the right one together.